Hey there, friends. Thank you for joining me again. This is La Sirena Magdalena welcoming you to Jazz Ready. You gotta be ready for the be here now so you can be here tomorrow. Well, how did I prepare myself to be today and yesterday? I slept most of the day for both days. I didn't have a choice. I was not feeling well. Um, I had a terrible pallor. I'd never want anyone to see me like that. You'd be feel like you were being haunted. And it was, <laughs> and it was yes, I am. I was a haunting the last two days. And just that malaise that overcame me. And then in the middle of the night, a cough came on and I said, Oh, oh, okay, let the body do its job. So right now I'm feeling pretty good. And last night when I got up to record for you, I, I felt fairly good as well. So one day at a time, nice and slow, just taking care of it and watching it and making sure I follow all the protocols to keep my husband safe. And since he is the only person I am in contact with these days. So um, today I'd like to read to you from the book. You probably hear the pages turning here. Um, a book called American Heritage, Many Tribes, Many Nations. And this book was created by a very dear friend of mine, Nina Lydia Alf. And Nina is not only a poet, but a scholar, a researcher. She is a visual artist. She's got so many talents. She's a mother, soon to be a grandmother. And I've known Nina for a very long time and just always enjoy my time with her uh, and miss her. We have not been able to see each other th because of the pandemic. I was going to be spending a few days with her and we had to cancel that. And uh, with all this sleeping, by the way, those of you who've emailed me or called me and I haven't gotten back to you, please be patient. Um, I've had to just sleep and do nothing because I didn't have the strength to even write an email. So I, I appreciate your kindness, compassion, and patience. And phone calls, forget about it. Phone calls just take too much energy for me right now. I save it all for this podcast because I don't want to miss one. Because this way I can reach many of you and give my love to you and let you know I'm here and I am choosing to do everything that I can to stay well. I'm one of those people with pre-existing conditions that make me vulnerable, so I have to work a little extra hard. So the first poem that I'm going to read by Nina is entitled Niagara. The soul goes somewhere. A green leaf curves through the air and a waterfall like Niagara pronounces the names. The names of death are carved into the side of a mountain, new growth evolving in shade. Under a thicket of vegetation, hair and skin degenerate into a brown soup. Only one layer is visible. Two. But the heart has its own eye. Tufts of fur and chips of bark are the remnants of an individual. The fingerprint on the glass is a separation of light through the prism, a refraction 
of a time that we cannot see. We see only the form. We see only the blood as it moves. So much of what we know cannot be told. After I bury you, I will look everywhere for your soul. Again, that was Niagara from American Heritage, Many Tribes, Many Nations by Nina Lydia Alv. For me, that poem is a beautiful interplay of life and death, absence and presence, what we know, what we think we know, what life actually is and what we think it to be. There's so much there for the imagination to reflect upon, and it gives me a a sense of wanting to write a poem myself about the meaning of life and death and where will I look when someone I love is gone. And trust me, there are so many for whom I look already. I've had many losses, lots of grieving, lots of mourning. And it makes me sad to think that in the U.S. we don't really prepare for death. In fact, some of us are not prepared well for life. And I feel like teachings about death should be part of school curriculums and we should start young. I have found that children are not afraid to discuss life and death. It's the adults that are awkward about it. And I believe that part of school curriculums should be training people in how to discuss it. I once had to go to a school where a parent had killed their child and then killed themselves. And the principal asked me if I would come and speak with the second graders who were the peers of the dead child. And I said, well, I'm not a professional. You know, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do. And it turned out I knew exactly what to do. Something in me just knew what to do. And it was one of the most sacred moments of my life. And the children were completely unafraid. We celebrated the life of their friend who was lost. And they told stories about that child's favorite animals and their favorite books and colors. And they knew so much about the child and were just joyful in bringing the child back to life with their words and stories and laughter. They could teach a course on how to grieve beautifully and how to grieve in good health. The second and last poem I'd like to read from Nina's book is the title poem, American Heritage. I am alive, born from a black man whose tribe conquered northern Brooklyn and settled in southern Manhattan. My uncle went back to the spear, injected rhythm into his vein. He heard the voices of Africans and Mohawks, the Sudanamese and the Dutch, the holler and the taki-taki shranantango in his feet. His march on Washington was ritual dance. Every month he had the dream. He made sense when he was stomping, raising hell when he was jumping. I am alive, born from a white woman, whose father cursed in Yiddish. Every corner was a podium. With his Russian-Polish fist, he created a crowd. 
His white brow and steel-blue eye went blind in the face of madness. You could see rage and blood. The bombs in Spain were leaving him with ghosts. He made sense when he was yelling, raising hell when he was vocal. My mother and father raised a ruckus when they bore me. They ditched back the dirt that covers my ancestors' graves. On my birth certificate were the faces of women from the last century. Their names came pressed together like seeds, buried under stones. A swarm of eyes from Dresden and Hiroshima. Fireflies carrying old spirits. In their faces I saw their dances and the songs of their children. Dragonflies and caterpillars tucked away in petals like the silence of sleep broken only by the nightmare or the scream that wakes the dreamer. A tongue is a vow against silence. Voices cry out from graveyards in Guernica while a multitude of bees gather nectar. Each ascendant hears the vow to march against death to raise hell. And those were poems from American Heritage, Many Tribes, Many Nations. The last poem I read was the title poem of this wonderful book by Nina Lydia Alf. Thank you, Nina, for consenting to allow me to read some of your poetry in the podcast. And thanks all of you for showing up, for spending time with me and connecting. I wish you all the best of health. May this pandemic soon be over. May the world not return to how it was, but may it return to a better world, and may we become better people and higher selves. Thanks again for joining me. This is La Sirena Magdalena signing off with Jazz Ready. You got to be ready for the Be Here Now so you can be here tomorrow.